Bridget May Power is drawing from the deep well of traditional Irish music. Her new album, Dream from the Deep Well, finds her covering a couple of old favorites along with her own songs. Bridget's influences also draw from the likes of Aretha Franklin and Tim Buckley. Here she is to tell us how the new album came together. I started to think about it about this time last year. Um, I had a few songs ready and a few not ready, but like almost ready. And so I booked in time to record in Glasgow in the Green Door studio. Um, wow. And I went in there last September 2022 and um, recorded the, the, the kind of the bones of the songs and then, you know, added some stuff at home after. But um, it was very, it was a very easygoing sort of natural. I, I don't like to spend much time recording, you know, so uh -huh. I like to do it as quick as possible. Um, so, now, yeah. so did you have a producer working with you, uh, engineer, other musicians? Who was, who was helping you? Um, so the first day, it was just me and the engineer, um, this guy called Sam Smith, not the famous Sam Smith. <laughs> the but, other um, guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Glasgow version. Um, and uh, so he helped me. And then I, the next two days, I had my ex-husband, Peter Broderick, he was playing drums and a few other instruments, but um, I produced it with him, but I, yeah, so it was kind of, but it was very, a very easygoing kind uh -huh. of thing, but yeah, it was minimal. We'd not many people, well, we had musicians add onto it afterwards, but in the studio itself, it was just two or three of us. Gotcha. So did you have an idea of how the record was going to sound and look before you went in there or did it kind of? become what it was no i didn't have any ideas and i i never i i don't really have that kind of mind where i can like i, I just like to see what happens like i kind of i know what i don't like but i'm open to what i do you know surprises <laughs> i don't really have like right. a set sound in mind yeah all right so 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 uh, for instance uh, the uh, the album opens with I know who is sick an old uh, Clancy Brothers Tommy Makem song so tell me about how that came together and why that's at the beginning of the record I know who is sick I know who is sorry I know who will kiss ah, but the Lord knows who will marry Tori uri Tori uri adio So I've never actually heard their version but I, I know that, um, I think she's either their sister or their sister-in-law, uh, Peg Clancy Power. Uh, there's uh -huh. a version of her singing that, that I would listen to on Spotify or, uh, right. no, actually Tidal is what I use now. Um, That's, and, I use that one too, so there you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Tidal, for sure. Um, and I just thought it was a, such a strange little song. Um and I, I know it's like a folk song that has ties to even like Katie Cruel, that folk song. It's like, right. it's an old song that has changed and has many forms. Um, so, so actually it was more like I was, so that, that song was actually recorded at home. So there are three songs that are recorded at home on my uh, tape cassette four track that, that I just did myself. Um, right. And that is one of them. So it was more about like, I was like, I re the album didn't feel complete. And I was like, 
maybe I'll bookend it with uh, two traditional ones. And so I just picked that one and I just played it on my Mellotron. Um, and yeah, it kind of came out a bit spooky. Um, yeah, I just really like that song. So do you have a Mellotron at home? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, it, there's just so many combination of different sounds you can make. Um, yeah, they're fun. All right. Um, I'll talk about another cover. You, you covered Tim Buckley's tune, I Must Have Been uh, Blind. Why that one? How did that come about? Oh, I must have been blind. Oh, I must have been blind. Lord, I must have been blind. Um, actually, funny enough, like. That was the first song that I ever covered and tried to record myself doing. And I put it on MySpace in like, um, maybe it was 2007. That sounds like uh, MySpace time, yes. <laughs> yeah. And like, um, and then, and then I just sort of, uh, it's one that I always had in mind, like, oh, I must do that again. I must play that. Um, and so I had begun, I had begun just playing that on the piano again. And um, yeah, right. just, I always love, I always love that song. Tim Buckley is a huge influence of mine. Um, and uh, yeah, I just think it's a gorgeous song. How'd you discover Tim Buckley? Working backwards through Jeff Buckley. Um, <laughs> right. My mom was... <laughs> When I was growing up in like the nineties, my mom, my mom was really young, uh, so she was like listening to like Nirvana, Jeff Buckley, and all the nineties music. Um, and so she listened to Jeff Buckley a lot, and I really absorbed that album. Um, and so then I, it was later, like in my late teens, maybe I was like, I heard that he had a dad that was a singer, and then I listened to him, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> um, <laughs> the pair and he had quite an output he has like a, a huge library of song of albums that he put yeah. out yeah yeah but still it feels like he didn't get enough you know he died so young as well um, right but i just i just think i they're singing he's singing and, and jeff singing it's just like it's other it's from somewhere it's like otherworldly or something but i also hear that it's quite irish as well there's something um yeah, I don't know how to explain it. But anyway, that's how I, I got into Tim Buckley. Um, <laughs> Very good. Yeah. All right. So in general, you're vocal. So you, you mentioned Tim Buckley and Jeff Buckley. Do you listen to other artists and take anything from them? Have they influenced the way you approach singing? Yeah, so many. Um, well, like a huge... Probably why I wanted to start singing was I was a huge Aretha Franklin singer. Uh, oh, really? Singer. Yeah. <laughs> Aretha yeah. Franklin fan. Um, and so she's always like someone I go back to. Um, and uh, so, you know, I, I was always challenging myself to try and sing things that she would sing. Like that was kind of, as a teenager, like that was kind of my way of learning, teaching myself. Um, 
then you know I I listened to it like my I was absorbing a lot of Irish singing like Dolores Kane um Sean Kane um Mary Black Christy Moore all of this stuff was on in my house growing up right. I didn't like it at the time I was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> were you rebellious or were you rebelling yeah well like in that you know in Ireland at that time as a teen it was very unfashionable to like Irish music right thank thank god that's really changed now um right. there was still this kind of like shame like oh you know put something american on or you know <laughs> or english or you know it was a lot of shame but that's totally different now um but yeah so i absorbed like um a lot of irish singing my my family like all family gatherings there was a lot of singing you know um so that's really my first way of learning to sing um and other singers i love billy holiday um nina simone i was a huge janis joplin fan oh yeah um, all the 60s kind of stuff was was what i liked um yeah there's yeah. a lot of singers that i really and you mentioned your family. There's a song called the Waterford Song, uh, which I think is inspired by your family history. Is that true? And if so, tell me a little bit about it. The earth is soft, red and deep, under my feet side of the family and um, uh-huh. I lived there for a while as well and um, yeah just I just always feel like a real connection down there and um, when I did one of those DNA test things like my DNA <laughs> test was incredibly boring it's like 99% right. Irish and it's just like <laughs> the, two, the two areas like my mom's side are from like Mayo and then my dad is Waterford and you know it can even show you how far back your DNA goes and it was like thousands it was like a thousand years in like one area and I was like oh my god this is so boring but it also just yeah it just it just made sense as well and um it made sense like I just really loved the landscape and everything down there and um it was just sort of an ode to to Waterford really um, um yeah did it change the way once you found out the results of the DNA test did it change how you thought about yourself or would it have changed it if it had come out differently do you think yeah I, it didn't really it wasn't I mean it wasn't a huge surprise but it was right it was interesting because when they when i first did it it came back um i think it was like 80 uh 80% irish and then 20% scandinavian and i was like oh um but then they just included that in the irish like that's the viking 
bit or something. I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> Which wasn't a surprise either. So, uh, but it didn't. No, but it was really great because I actually, I mean, there's loads of controversy coming out now about the DNA ancestry right. stuff, which is weird. But like, I actually connected with loads of family I didn't know I had in America and stuff, and um, you know, quite quite close family. Um, so it, it it changed. It did strength. It strengthened my my identity a little bit. Um, yeah, I thought. I thought it was cool. I, I I would do it again, even if I even if someone was selling my stuff for a clone or whatever. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> now there's a song called "Maybe It's Just Lightning," and uh, okay. so w that was written by you after something to do with some refugees. What what was what's the story there? Um. Well, it's not. Yeah, so basically I wrote that, I was just thinking, um, well, I had I had um, a woman from Ukraine and her daughter stay with me last year, kind of at the outbreak of the war. Um, right. And I just saw, like, I just thought, like, they like they had to just leave everything. Like, you know, they arrived with not, barely anything, like, um, barely any clothes with them. Uh, it was just so traumatic. Um, and it just got me thinking of like, I don't know, it, it just just what a lot what women have to put up with and do, um, right. especially women that just aren't really seen or heard about. Like, so it just it you know it's on the you know if you're not, I don't know. It just just there's so many women like. W and men, but like I was just specifically zoning in on all the emotional um, support and care that women do, and it's not really praised or it's not really noticed. It's it's not it's not material of material value, but it's huge, and um, that's what kind of inspired that song. Because even even though she had came back from a war, she was kind of helping me out and concerned for me and being like, how are you meant to work in this country if your kid gets out of school at two, uh, you know? Um, <laughs> so she was kind of extending her support for me. And I don't know, the, I, it just made me think of women, especially I'm a single parent now and I was at the start of my son's life and I am again. And it's like a huge network of women all helping each other. And it doesn't, it's not really seen, you know, um, right. So that's kind of what that's about. And it must have been interesting having a Ukrainian refugee because, I mean, we all watch on the news what's going on over there and it, it takes mm -hmm. you, everybody has their own take on it. But when it's like in your house and you have somebody there, did that, how, how did that affect you and the way you looked at what was going on there? Um, yes, but it was, it was like, you know, when they arrived, they had, like zero English, and I mean like none, you know. Really? Hi. Oh man! People say hi, and so right. we were using Google Translate um, <laughs> <laughs> for everything. And sometimes she she'd be like writing a really 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 long one about the war and show it to me, and I'd kind of understand, but like you know, Google Translate's limited as well. Um, yeah. 
a year later, her English is really good. She's doing great. She's not with me anymore. She's uh, somewhere else. But um, it, yeah, it made me look at it differently because it was just like, it made me annoyed, you know, in this day and age that like so many normal people are suffering who, for what, you know? Um, it was really annoyed, like, it, it really annoyed me, but I, I don't really have the concentration to get into details of war and, you know, that stuff. Just, yeah, um, it, it did make me feel a little bit like, um, hopeless at times, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you have a song called Counting Down, which uh, I think there's a video associated with it as well that you put out. And yeah. it, tell me a little bit about, if you don't mind, about uh, the, what's going on with that song. Is it about uh, kind of being disillusioned with touring and stuff? Does that get, get you down a little bit? So it's also more of a like, you know, it's sort of a, it's a very simple song. It's just kind of an insight to like um, my thought process. And yeah, like I'd get really down about, so sometimes it's just so hard to tour. Like it's so expensive as well. And it's just, it's a slog, you know, but it's also really great. Um, and it's so worthwhile because you meet so many great people, you but then again, there's a, there's a, like, there's the flip side where I find it really hard to meet loads of great people and then leave and then be like, oh, you know, you have all these connections like around the world, which is great, but it's also like, you sometimes wish you could live near, like, to have a wider community, like more closer to you. And I don't know. So, um, there's feelings like that, but, but also it's, it's hard sometimes to leave my son and to try and fit into the system where it's like the, the life of a musician is so different to all of the other jobs and the schools and stuff like that. So it's like one part of me is trying to be very normal and have my son <laughs> in school and like that. And then it's like, how do I fit my my sort of more nomadic work like right. alongside this it's um but then yeah it's just sort of like where you just keep you just keep doing what what you can i noticed you use the word normal several times uh, while we're talking uh, do you think of yourself <laughs> as not normal <laughs> no i'm not normal at all no <laughs> <laughs> how so <laughs> is it because you're a musician well, maybe I am, like, I don't know. I just, it, like, when my son meets other kids that have parents as musicians, like, he feels like, oh, like, you know, it, it is a very different lifestyle. Um, 
and like I just I, I've always felt like the freak of the village, you know. But I'm, right. I, I've accepted it now. <laughs> <laughs> How old's your son? He's twelve, actually. I, um, yeah, he's twelve. Oh, so he's just getting to a point where he's discovering music as well in his own stuff. So. How is yeah, that yeah. working out? <laughs> He's actually really into acting. Um, oh, really? And, yeah, and drama. And so, yeah, he just he was just in a Shakespearean play in his school. And, um, yeah, I was very proud. So, yeah, he's, he's definitely into the arts as well. Um, yeah. And when I say not normal, I don't, I'm, I don't mean it as in, like, it's just, it's just like, you know, like it's sort of the system is quite rigid, and, and in a way, it's it's harder to be fluid around it. Especially like I think Ireland is actually it's easier to be more like you know in Ireland you can I can take my kid out for school for a week and no one bats an eye, but like in right. the UK or or somewhere you get fined like um, right, right, right. So yeah, just some more place where you can be more fluid. Uh -huh. Have you ever been to New Zealand? I, I went to New Zealand when I was four, but that, that was the only time. <laughs> you, don't, yeah. you probably don't remember a lot of that. <laughs> I remember going to, is it Rotorua? Sure. Yep. Yep. I that's right. The smell. Um, yeah, that's the place. <laughs> <laughs> I was there for a, a family member's wedding. So, uh, yeah, so I have like, have a few vivid memories but once the record comes out what are you planning on doing uh, you're going to be touring and um well i yeah i'm touring the uk in september um a few irish dates in october and then i guess probably leading into next year i'll be doing more touring i'd love to come to australia and new zealand i was thinking about cool. that the other day it would be great yep um, yep yeah, so just more more gigging plans. Right, and when you play out, do you play with a band, or are you doing solo, or how does it work? Um, I'm I'm navigating that all now. I am playing with a band for my Irish shows, and then the English shows, I'm I'm playing with a trio. Um, uh -huh. So yeah, a little bit of mix. Like we we'll have to sort of uh, just juggle it all out because. It's, it's just inflation and everything. Trying to afford having a band on the road right. is yeah. like at my level is crazy. So um, yeah, but yeah, a bit of a bit of everything. Very cool. All righty. Well, thank you for talking to me. Good luck on the thirtieth when the record comes out because uh, yeah, it's you. a big day. <laughs> I hope you have yeah. a good day and and uh, yeah, hopefully you'll get down to this part of the world at some time, and we'd love to see you. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to come. <laughs>